1: Everything around me, I swear I'm about to kill this one right here. and die, Y'all, Welcome to the morning show. You know what it is? Shit. Yeah. Stacking taller than Yao mean you mean let's stay together money Your are mild green it's your favorite morning show that caffeine doctor tell him i'm sick Need need vaccine call him top Shotter. down to fiji drinking copper it's nothing to push your bands like spraga real she can tell you smooth like a smooth real soon on his heads like feed out that soon don't be a bad boom you freaking monkey going apes for this bread as bananas on me Ayy shouts to Ron C, they gon' see you in a minute I'm poppin' like a Xanax, watch me like a Zenith Menace, but only with this rap thing Get it, live it, goons get the simit rep to go brr, so I get the rivet Thing go brr, brr, that's my money machine Excuse me, Martin Luther, ayy, I'm livin' my dream Just in a different world, you can call me Kadeem, uh oh, I'm about nothing but cream, uh oh, you told me rap belong to the team, uh oh, West Coast, nothing in between, uh oh, but me and her legs so drop dead, heard what I said. If you ain't rockin' with the coast of Wat City, uh, off with his head. Now I'm to the bank laughing. Kanye it how I'm in my Kardashian. On oh, my is standing horse my Ferrari is. Hey, they sleepin' on him. I'm Captain Bugatti Lambo, fishin' on him <laughs> Lucas Cash on sticks, don't matter anyway, Every we run this <laughs>
0: When you hear
2: that Smoothie, turn me up a little bit, buddy Turn you
0: up Oh, turn me up There it is AM Cafe Morning Show uh, uh, Way back us. Uh, 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 we are uh. in the building One more again. One
2: more As promised I'm, I'm getting a signal From our very special In-studio guest
0: Very, very mm-hmm. special Very special
2: So as I promised Last Friday uh-huh. That we were going to have A special guest today Legendary yep. And you know She's actually more than a guest Because she's been On the AM Cafe morning show before Indeed mm. She's come to a few of our events Indeed So she's actually like part of the crew Really Yeah yeah right? Part of the crew The one and only Gosh dang it Legendary <laughs> gosh dang it just went viral, dude. Like, that's why I have right. to get her now. <laughs> right, because she's not going to call you back. She was not going to call me back. Hello, Even though she's my this? friend, Hello? she's not going to call me back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only, gosh dang it, legendary Tony Basil in, in the. the-
3: yeah. Yeah. Doc, I will always call you back. Wow, that's great
2: I love it. So, Tony Basil, like, Tony, how did you go viral? With this clip It's so insane The amount of people That have shared this clip With me Because they know The nature of Tony And and, and our relationship No doubt So people are hitting me like Yo, look at your girl She's getting busy Oh, you look at your girl She's rocking And I got at least Without exaggeration 20 to 30 people That have sent this clip to me So I can imagine The amount of people that have sent it to you. Tony, how did this dance clip of yours go viral
3: like that? How did it go viral? Uh, yeah, what happened? I have no idea. You know I barely know how to turn on a phone. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you taught me how to turn on the phone. Wow. So, so when did I, you... When I, did I was you... in the market, and I s- rolling around the cart, and people started texting me. Wow. We've got a countdown, 900,000. I'm
2: thinking... You yeah. had no idea what they were talking well, about?
3: You know, when it was 600,000, I got a. And I was excited. You're like
2: 600,000 views or was shares? Like, that's big. Wow, that's like
3: unbelievable. Right. And I got a text, a Facebook. Right. From BuzzFeed. Okay. And so I started calling around Is BuzzFeed BuzzFeed?
2: Right,
0: right. Is this
3: the BuzzFeed? Right. Is this the real BuzzFeed? (laughs) the real BuzzFeed? (laughs) And so she. I said, hi, and she said, I've been looking at your video, and I'd like to share it on BuzzFeed. And so she said, would you talk to me? Can we do a little interview? So... I had to get myself together. Right, right. <laughs> and I said, I'm on a conference call, which is a lie. a lie.
2: Just to buy you some time. Just there to buy me right. some time <laughs> <laughs> and, and put on
3: my producer cap and think. Think. Now, wait a minute.
2: Smart
0: move. So
3: I said, you know, I can get back to you in an hour, but in the meantime, I'll send you something. Right. And I sent her the two on LAs. Right. That Tina, the great producer Tina of Ion LA, did of The Lockers and Don Campbell and I judging Hip Hop International, which was just a couple of weeks ago. And then, actually, a month before, she did an article on the 80s that Shabadou and I were both them him right. for wow. Breaking and me, you know, right. and me, me for, for Mickey. So uh, I sent her both of those because, you know, I never know. When somebody approaches me or talks to me, which part of my history that
2: they know? That they
3: know, right? Like, do they know the lockers? Do they know Easy Rider Five Easy Pieces? Do they know about Bette Midler? David B- you know, right? What, it's what so avenue? Much there. What right. avenue? And Tina between, you know, both both uh, articles really covered a lot in a short period of time, right? So I sent her those, and then she text she based, no she's texted me back cuz i sent her my number and she said oh i'm i'm looking at all your videos and i thought okay right. and i said okay i can talk to you in about 10 minutes so then she called me in 10 minutes and we briefly talked and we talked about dance class right because you know all i've ever done is dance, dance. When, when the clubs closed down right. and we couldn't find any because there were just too many shootings
0: right <laughs>
3: uh i you know started to go to dance class because all of a sudden all the street dancers the great ones were teaching class you know you couldn't find a street dance class until 1990 right i mean the lockers were 73 the electric boogaloo's like 77 rock steady crew in new york you couldn't find a. you had to go to the clubs right once the clubs closed down it was actually dance classes.
0: Right. You're absolutely and right.
3: S- yeah. And so I started going to, to these just to dance. Right. And uh then I changed houses and built a dance studio in my garage. Yes, you did. I did. You know that because we shot something. Yes, we did. What was the name of that what we, we shot?
2: Uh, we did, Tony Basil and I did uh Doc's Top 5. Dances, dances, part two. Part so two. We, we, I've done three of them. These mm. and these are like my favorite dances of all time.
3: And and Pete did a cameo. Popping so Pop, Pete.
2: Poppin' Pete from the uh, uh, Electric, the original Electric Boogaloos came in and he did um, a little a little dance solo where he popped and he boogalooed. And Tony and I did four dances that were popular in the clubs, and we did those together. So we did that at Tony Basil's house, her converted garage wow. into her dance studio. Yeah. Which the house before the house that she lives in now, she had a room that was converted into a dance studio. Yeah, I,
3: I just danced in my living room. I made my living room a dance studio. Yes, you did. And then the dining room was a living room.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. But this, like, you know, so that's on. I have that on my channel. Yes, you have that channel, on your YouTube channel. Tony Basil's house. Right. And do you have it somewhere? And I,
2: we have it on one of our. Uh, we have it on our YouTube page as well. I okay. think uh, on, yeah. on, on, on our. Because um, I
3: think we were, were good together. We I think we were, were a little bit like George Burns and Gracie <laughs> Allen. If there anybody, if anybody has any idea of who that is, they couldn't possibly. <laughs> the, the age range. I mean, we're talking about now. George lived to a hundred, so maybe a few people know
2: him. Right, like who? I
3: don't know But they were pretty good
2: Yeah, actually Our our chemistry was was great And it was all spontaneous Yeah We didn't rehearse any of that But when you look at how we were dancing We were doing exactly what we were supposed to do As if we had rehearsed it Yep So Tony Basil What I want to talk about today Because when last time Smooth D, Tony was with us We didn't even get a chance to touch on the dance history Right we got a chance to speak to Tony in regards to...
3: My vaudevillian family.
2: How she got into the industry and how wow. she had... Her family had mob ties. Right. <laughs> Straight <laughs> from Sicily, baby. How she moved from Chicago to Vegas and all that. We There was so much that we covered in that hour, but we didn't even touch how important Tony Basil is to street dance. Mm and being part of one of the most influential dance crews, dance styles to ever see the face of street dance. So of mm. course you had, in New York, you had the New York City Breakers, you had Crew. Rock Steady Crew, because New York, well, they were breaking. You came to the West Coast, we were popping and we were locking. Please don't ever say pop locking Because I'll slap you There's no such thing You can't pop and lock At the same time Mm. That's another show though (laughs) So Locking Locking From a West Coast perspective And what locking did And brought to street dance Has yet to be duplicated And never ever will Tony Basil was part of that And what made her what what made her such an integral part of the crew outside of the dance was the business was bringing that dance to american home where you turned on your tv Hello. and That's you right. saw this dance style that had never been seen before on johnny carson yeah. or on commercials national commercials at the time that was unheard of Thank you q nice tony how do you not only become all right let, let's talk about that how did you even get involved to be in the lockers in the first place
3: okay so you know it's in 1964 i was the assistant choreographer on the tammy show okay and i was winning twist contests on sunset boulevard
0: Oh wait. but i
3: had not yet crossed over to Downtown,
2: right? <laughs> huge difference.
3: It, huge difference. Um, and we all saw James Brown for the first time mm. on the so Tammi the first time show. you saw
2: James Brown, 1964, was on a show, live.
3: Uh, well, I was the assistant choreographer. We, I sat on the side of the stage with my feet hanging off. With my no, actually, I'm lying. I saw it in the green room. We all saw it in the green room. The Rolling Stones were standing there. We were all there. We could not believe, believe what, what we were seeing because it was raw, it was street, it was it was church, but it was Shakespeare. Right. Mm. It was everything. Right. He was he was it was the quintessential theatrical best act I've ever seen in show business. Right, right. You know? It was insane. And the tension With the band and the flames and James because they never knew when he was going to stop them and start them again. It was fantastic. I realized, oh boy, was I I was... What what was I missing? How did I miss this? Right, there's
2: something else going on. There's something else (laughs) going on. (laughs) Right.
0: You
3: know? Yeah. And so I, after that, was in Easy Rider, the film Easy Rider. Yes. And... Cult
2: classic movie.
3: Classic cutting edge of pop culture. Yes. Um, And so we went to Cannes to promote it to the film festival. Okay. So by the time I got back, the go-go dance scene was over on Sunset Boulevard, and I really, really... I always dance, so I asked a girlfriend of mine who was still a go-go dancer on a TV show. I said, "Find me something, something, right, and tell him I want a class, right." And right. you know, street dancers don't know from classes at that time. Exactly, that was right. like an alien, you know. Right. So uh, <laughs> my friend Leslie Evans found me. This, he said, she said, "This is kid Lamont Peterson, and he's really great." And and next time he comes to dance on the show. I'll try to get you together with him. So, I mean, I can't tell you. It took months for him to even get a studio and figure out what I... You know, because I lived in Topanga Canyon. Anyway, we had some classes maybe every other week. He was teaching me the bump, and he said there's this dance... That he
2: so he was teaching you like the, the, latest, bump, sh- the, the latest the latest street type of party dance. He was
3: gay and right. he was gay, so he's teaching me the 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 bump and the posing, which was the beginning of whacking and, and whacking locking and, locking. and okay. whacking. And he said, you know, there's this guy Don Campbell. This is pre Soul Train. There's this guy Don Campbell who's creating this dance. So called- Soul
2: Train had not been invented. No, no, it no, wasn't no. It, no. it was in the 70s. Right. Soul
3: Train started in 71. Okay. Okay. So he said, I think you might like this dance. So I said, well, let's find him. Right. So he started taking me to clubs.
2: That you had no business being in. No
3: idea. In. And he was gay. And he said, look, he goes to different clubs than I go to. So he's he said, We're not, I'm not going to have such a... He's not gonna have such an easy time finding but right We said we'll search right So we went to a couple of clubs it was a fight on the dance floor. I said, why are these guys fighting and he said over dance territory and I said, this is where I want to be. because like, I've, They're fighting I've over dance. dance territory. I'm home. I'm home. That's true. Because, you know, all I knew were these guys, you know, holding on to the ballet bar, playing with their tights. Right. You
0: know? <laughs> and these guys are fighting
3: on the dance floor. So, but Don didn't show up. We were at Osco's one night, you know, on the the... Uh,
2: Oscars, the club that was on La Cienega. That's
3: right, the corner of La Cienega and San Vicente.
2: Right, right by the uh, Beverly Center. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm.
3: actually, thank God it's Friday. Eventually, it was shot there. Yeah, ad. that's okay. And through the side door, blew open. This guy, I mean, flew in through the side door. He had two other guys with him. Don and I are still trying to figure out who the two who other the guys, guys were. are. Were, um, and he was dressed knickers. Apple cap The whole thing And
2: So this is the first time You've even seen that style As far as even dress Yeah He
3: Yeah Well yeah No Yeah Yeah So I'm like standing It was the best thing I'd seen Since James Brown And that was 64 This is 1970 Right and so he,
2: when he came in the door, did you automatically, like, you, did, were you thinking of, that's him before you actually no, knew I, it was him? No,
3: I saw this apparition and something going on <laughs> and I'm standing there with my jaw dropped and Lamont said, that's Don Campbell. And I said, OK, then he disappeared out the door because I'm sure he came through the side door, didn't pay and left. And left. He just he came, did a, did an act. He did his act and right. then left.
2: So did you see him dance that night? Oh yeah, he threw threw, it. No,
3: when he came through the side door, did his he thing was dancing. And, and he was out. Yeah. And then he left. Mm-hmm. And was <laughs> like, "Wait You're a like, minute. What is that? What is that?" So, uh we did not I did not find him again until Lamont called me and said, "We're all on Soul Train." And we go to after the taping on Thursdays. Uh, which was, they, they taped on Sunset Boulevard. We walked down to this place called the Citadel. Okay. And we all go there. I went hallelujah. So I went down the next Thursday. And, of course, I got there at 9.
2: Yeah, like, what are you doing there so early? <laughs> they probably get there to, like, 12 or something.
3: Nine. <laughs> nine. And I lived in Topanga Canyon. And I sat, you know, and... um. Uh, somebody asked me to dance, so the stranger sitting next to me, I asked him to watch my purse.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. I, mean, <laughs> I guarantee when you came back, that purse was gone.
3: Purse was gone. My, I, luckily, I had my keys to the car, you know? I still had my keys to the car. Ooh. And so that was that. So I wandered around the club. Then another guy asked me to slow dance, which he we he, I mean, he meant slow dance. For real. The grind. The grind.
0: The grind. <laughs>
3: so... God only knows the look on my face as the whole dance was going that on. That
2: is hilarious.
0: Guess who
3: that guy was?
2: I think that guy was, was that Rerun? Fred Rerun Berry. Fred Rerun Berry. That's
3: right. That's right. That is hilarious. So, so know, and after he was while- still,
2: still as big as ever, and he's what he was grinding <laughs> all up on you. Yes. He you have to be like engulfed in his In in his
3: body. I'm sure the look on my face was classic.
2: So, you were at the club by yourself?
3: Yeah. Oh, my God. I go (laughs) everywhere by myself. There's no one that can stop me. So, what do I know? Um, So, then it really got late and nobody was showing up. Nobody was there. Right. So, I decide to walk, to leave. As I'm leaving, I walk out the door and I see a guy striped socks and knickers next to another guy. And it wasn't Don but he was dressed like, like Don. Don.
2: So you like they got to know each other.
3: So I said I have to leave. I've just talked to the strangers. <laughs> I have to leave. But are you going to be here next week? And Greg did not have any front teeth at the time. So
2: now you are now speaking to Greg Camberlock Jr.
3: Yes, in the at the doorway to right. the club. He doesn't have any teeth. Greg had asthma, and he talked like this right. all the time. Right. So between the loud music, I could not understand <laughs> what the hell he was saying. And I kept asking him the same question over and over again. And thank God, you know, anybody who knows Greg, he's so good natured. Right. So fabulous. Nicest he just guy. kept repeating the same answer over <laughs> and over again. So then after I figured that he was going to be there next, next week, I walked out of the club, down the walk, And I saw Don and I he he kept coming towards me and I looked at him and I said, now, I dressed kind of funny at the time because I just had come back from from London. And the big deal was is to dress in vintage clothes. Right. So there I am in this club dressed in vintage clothes. Right. Start out with. So he's looking at me and I said, look, I'm a real fan. I'm a fan, and he's just—he wants to get in the club. Right. He was not interested at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I said I'm gonna be back next week.
2: And, now, and you and you left.
3: And I left, but I came back Back the next week. week. That's right.
2: You come back the next week.
3: That's right, and I, you know, and then you just started—you just started all, talking to her? A, or you just watch you watch. It's your... all a blur. Really. It's, it becomes it becomes all one thing it because then i knew it was we had to be, come late nobody was going to teach me the dance right
2: you needed to be in the, in, in, the in, deal. in the culture you needed to be in there
3: but what was so fabulous is the was there demita i remember charles. those in the, in the in the in that early citadel demita joe robot charles uh, scooby doo was there um, fred berry was there great dancers were there and of course the whole thing was there were no circles right they just waited for the club to clear out clear out so they could take over the the whole dance floor right looking for a staircase looking for the stage let's jump off the stage into splits a circle would have you know,
0: in him. Right. In him, they would have had nowhere no, to move. No. Right.
3: Uh, you know, Greg used to slide across the floor. They used to spot the girls they wanted to take home. They were dancing to show off. They would slide <laughs> across the floor, give the girls five. I mean, it was a real live musical. It wow. was something I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And at the time, you know, I was choreographing for Dick Clark. I was a choreographer. I right. was doing, I was doing stuff. So Don had a song at the time. He called the Camelot. Lock. Camelot, Lock, yeah. Camelot, Camelot, yeah. Camelot. You know. And and so I went to see. He, uh, he told me he was going to do this performance at a club. And I went to see it, and of course, I just thought it was the most insane, spectacular thing because he had a lot of the Soul Train dancers come out at the instrumental break. They danced. I went, oh, my God. Right. This guy's a star. (laughs) It's like, why isn't he on every show known to man? So my concept was, with my connections, is just getting him... Getting him seen. To seen, because what I started to realize is, of course, as I was learning the dance... Demita was Don's partner in the early days. Then Demita became Scooby-Doo's partner. And then I saw the opening.
0: So this, this, I, is how I slide in. this
3: is a hot slide in. This is it. And I was good enough then. Right. And I was hanging out in the dance contest world that they were, which was little bars for 50 bucks. You'd get out there one at a time. No battle. You'd get out there one at a time. You told the DJ, hey, play Rock Steady. Right. By Aretha Franklin. Right. And you danced for the audience. Not against somebody. You danced right. for the audience. Individually, we would all get a dance for the audience. And then the audience would just vote. Who
2: they, who they enjoyed the yes. most.
3: So I kind of got into that scene. I started to bring Don to parties. Like the mamas and the papas were having parties. I started to bring him around because and everybody would say when I took Michael Bennett down to this to what was then we had moved from the Citadel to the summit, which was on 45th and La Brea. There's a post office or something there now. It's just up the hill by Stocker. Um, Michael Bennett said, this is incredible. But what do you do with it? Because Uh they couldn't wrapped their heads around it. Right. To me, it was obvious. Right. So he said, and you can't do a play with them because the way people make money on Broadway is with the second company. It's like putting the television show out for syndication after it's been a hit. Right. That's where they really start making money. Right. He said, there's not enough of them for a second company. Right,
2: <laughs> right, right.
3: So, you know, it was...
2: And Michael Bennett is?
3: The, Michael Bennett was the director, choreographer who created Chorus Line.
2: There it is. Wow.
3: Now, I introduced Michael to Lamont. Lamont could sing. Michael called me one night into Panga Canyon. He said, if you can get Lamont.
2: Get him out here.
3: Get him to New York he can open up on Broadway because he can sing He's Exactly What I Need for this play. If you go to my YouTube channel, Street Star, my YouTube channel, Tony Basil's House, look for Street Star, the whole story of me meeting Don and Lamont ending up on Broadway is there. He wore a silver suit and he had a whole number of his own. Wow. So, while that was happening...
2: Right. While while you're... Putting somebody on Broadway. Well,
3: why that was happening, and I was working, and I was, you know, I brought Jack Nicholson down to the club. I mean, I was working for the Monkees. Right. You know, I did Easy Rider, Five Easy Pieces. That's all Jack Nicholson crowd. Right. So I brought a lot of people down. So, and I brought, I took a film of Don and I started taking it around because I would, I mean, you can't bring him in. Well, anyway, I was doing that. Bert Sugarman. Uh huh. Bert said, I don't know what to do with them. I said, you know, you're using Cheech and Chong now as comics to open up for rock concerts. Cheech and Chong, that was unheard of. I said, you can have a dance act. Right. You could, you could do this. So, oh, everybody thought the same thing. It's extraordinary, but what do we do with it? One day, I got a call from Dick Clark Productions. Bill Bill Moffat. Bill Lee, John Moffat. They said, remember that guy that you kept bringing around? He said, yeah. Uh, Well, we got the Roberta Flack special. And she's crossing over to big television. You know, Killing Me Softly was this huge monster hit. And he said... We were going to use the Alvin Ailey dancers, but we have a union problem. Is this guy in the union? I said, are you kidding? Right. <laughs> he said, good. Right. Because they can, he can work on Taft Hartley. Right. For one job. Mm. He said, can you get me?
2: More of him.
3: More of him. <laughs> and we want a mixed group. We want Roberta is crossing over. Right. We want girls. We want white girls. We want white guys. We want the white guy I found, Denny Tario.
0: Wow. 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 <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. So um, this was really a breakthrough because if you guys really think about it, go to YouTube, go to Carol Burnett Show, go to Perry Como. There was all white dancers and one token black
0: Right, guy. right, right, right. This
3: right. was the first time that, you're gonna get that there were more, of more black blacks. dancers right. and there was the white token people. Right. And I put an ad in the Hollywood Reporter. And I have the ad. And you know what? I will put the ad out.
2: You have to put it out.
3: I will put it out on my Facebook. Wow. I, I have all our contracts all our, all, all, everything about us. I have all our reviews, our interviews, everything. I have everything. I have everything.
2: So, so you put I, out a, you I put, put out, a, out an ad
3: that said Roberta Flack special, the Campbell Lock dancers. It said Tony Basil choreography on the show, but right. I just did that. We had an agent, Fred Lawrence, ICM the next week.
2: Mm. So when you put that out. Did you have all the pieces to the lockers at that point? No. You did
3: I just put this out. You just out, put it out I, there. I just put it out there. I knew he, they were going to see.
2: Somebody was going to jump uh, on
3: uh, it. I knew they were going to see a group that we were going to reshuffle. As Shabadoo says, it was, you know, when when the baseball teams do the farming. Yes. <laughs> Shabadoo said it was like farming. Right. So Shabadu was not in that. Sh- um, I asked Don who he wanted in the group. I said, if there's a group... Who, who would who you, do, want? Do you, do you want? He said, Slim the Robot, Greg Campbellock Jr. I told Greg, get Fluky Luke back in town. That's the guy that does the big Russian splits. He was head cheerleader at Crenshaw High.
0: Oh, wow. So wow. he had
3: that going for him. Right. I knew we needed different types of people because nobody was a crew. Right. This was not a dance about dancing the same. Right. This was a dance About, about
2: individuality. About
3: individuality, improvisation, and... Unbelievable charisma. Right. And Fred Berry jumped up in the air, hit a butt drop. I went, he's in the group.
2: So you actually suggested to put Fred Berry in the lockers?
3: Oh, Fred Berry was in the La Roberta Flack special. Wow. It was just Shabadoo was missing. Okay. Shabadoo was missing. So the next two jobs we did after that, Don was... In New York with the Soul Train Gang opening up for James Brown. So we had two jobs that Don wasn't going to be in, yeah, the Campbell Lock right. dancers, and we were missing Don. So at one night in um, the, citad- the summit, my friend said, looked at Shabadou and he said, that kid's a star. You should put him in the group. So when we had this opening, Shabadoo took Don's place at Alex's hat show, and there was never replacing Shabadoo.
0: Right. Never.
3: So it's he like was, he's in the group. He, the, the, this gorgeous matinee idol with, you know, he, he didn't always wear a hat. He used a big afro, and he was just insane on stage. So well, at
2: that time, so was he he was locking? He was doing a little bit of everything. Oh my Why god. was his dance style? No, 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 he
3: was, locking, he was locking like a maniac, right? Oh my god, yes. So that job was all of us but Don. We did a couple of do- jobs without Don till he got back from tour, and then we I was choreographing like called to do David Bowie's Diamond Dogs tour, right. And stuff like that. I had just gotten off of acting and films that were hits. And I thought, well, you know, the, they'll have a group. Right. And I can, you know, oversee it a little bit. And But then the agent said, where's the girl?
0: Oh, wow. And I said,
3: I'm the girl.
2: Right. <laughs> I'm the girl.
3: <laughs> well, get the girl back in the group and don't lose the little fat guy.
2: Talking about Fred Berry. Fred Barry. Barry.
3: Right. Fred Berry. And uh, we started to get a letter of uh, a lawsuit From the guy that co-wrote The Lock with Don. And I went... Oh, that
2: co-wrote the song with him. That's right. Right.
3: And I went, you know what? We ain't playing with this. We're changing Changing the the name to The Lockers. And that was the day the whole thing came together.
2: AM Caffeine Morning Show. My gosh, Smoothie. So what do we gotta do? You gave me a signal. We're gonna break it up and come back? I mean, man, it's
0: we, we, it's we so gotta much, We gotta give him a second to digest it all.
2: Hey, man. AM Caffeine Morning Show, Tony Basil's in the house. You're never gonna get this much information, dude. We're talking about dance mother effing history. <laughs> What's up, give bro? me a song. We're gonna break it up. We're gonna come right back. Tony yep. Basil in the house. My God! Oh wait! Yeah. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Get your morning started the right way with the AM Caffeine Morning Show.
1: With a beautiful one
2: Morning show, Tony Basil, legendary in the house. Legendary. We get the, uh, back into this incredible interview and just getting all this damn knowledge. And every time I think I know something, she hits me with some crap that I don't know. Bam. <laughs> but the song that Q Nice is playing right now, "Once in a Lifetime." Yes. Talking Heads. Yes. David Byrne, who's just a When he comes on the screen, he lights up the damn TV screen, dude. Tony, your involvement in this video.
3: I was the co-director of the video. If you guys ever
2: seen this video, dude, David Burns' personality in this video is... You're like, it's charismatic, but he's crazy, too. He has all these, like, different personalities... In this video, I remember seeing this like on MTV, and I was like, "Yo, this white boy's
3: crazy." Yeah, <laughs> and you, you knew he was kind of intellectual. He was like a greyhound or something. It was, mm. it was really, really, really interesting guy. Really fabulous. And before we did that, you know, I choreographed for him, Cross-eyed and Painless, after he saw the Electric Boogaloo's, and he just said. Do whatever you want. Right. And there's a video, Cross-Eyed and Painless, on my uh, uh, Tony Basil's house. You can go see it.
2: Right now, Tony Basil's house on uh, YouTube. A wealth of uh, footage in, in dance history. A plethora. And, but A lot of
3: stuff we can't put on because, you know, NBC just, just because flags everything. Right. Oh, wow. my God.
2: Right. But please look at this video once in a lifetime.
3: No, that's not on. They, they I think that's flagged. Yep. I think, I think you can find, you can find, it, find though. it though. Yeah, Absolutely. but you can find Cross-eyed and Painless on my right. on my YouTube
2: channel. And Tony, I don't even know if you remember this, man. And we have so many stories, but you took me to meet David Byrne. Did I? I forgot what was it? Oh, he was doing a, a concert or a tour. Or the ten, oh. was it the ten something? I can't remember what it was, uh-huh. but I went with you to see David oh, Byrne okay. because I was a huge fan of the uh, okay. of the Talking Heads, and you mm-hmm. took me um, with you. Yeah, that's and, about
3: the right time period. And, and, yeah. and I and I met
2: David Byrne yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of my friendship with Tony Bass. Hey, Doc. Doc. There you Doc. Go. Yeah, and then one question. more thing.
3: Wait, Q nice yeah. before? I,
2: no, you go ahead, Q nice. What was going through your mind when she when she brought you through? You know, and you you see like just. I'm going to tell you, dude, and this is uh, the, the story that I wanted to get to that she probably doesn't remember. She will once I refresh her memory. <laughs> the Hollywood Palladium, which was a big club in LA. I was part of a dance group called, uh, we had so many different names, but at this point it was called uh, the Hip Hop Fanatics. And there was a huge show at the Hollywood Palladium with Malcolm McLaren. Wow. Right? Woo-hoo. So they needed an opening act. Tony had got my crew to open up for Malcolm McLaren. <laughs> now, here's the here's here's what's so effing ill about that. When we get off stage, we're in the lobby, and I'm next to Tony, and we're in a circle of people. Maybe about five or six people. In that circle was Warren Beatty and Madonna. What? Wow. So it was like Madonna, somebody else, me, Tony, Warren Beatty, and somebody else.
3: Tony, do you remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I I I kind of. I do kind of, but I don't I I mean, I remember the whole the the, the the show.
2: It was at the I mean,
3: I, I, I mean, I'm. And it probably wouldn't have dawned on me because I've known Warren for years and years and years. So it wouldn't have, you know, I maybe it wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought it was unusual if you opened for the show. Why wouldn't you be standing there with us?
2: But it's a different. It, it's different <laughs> from coming from your perspective. Again, yeah, you're coming from a street dance. <laughs> like, when I'm standing next to Madonna. <laughs>
3: right.
2: And I remember going home and it wasn't like we did it for free. We got we got paid. I forgot whatever it was, but it was such one of those one of those uh, events that was star studded in the fa- in a place where I would have never seen that. Like that was a whole nother world. And I still have the I still have the invite. I still have the, oh, you do? I still have the invite and my name is in it. Wow. Wow.
3: Well, you're like me. I have everything too. You hoard, Do you hoard everything? Yeah, stuff, it's st- it's good <laughs> stuff like that. It's, absolutely, it's, it's 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 good because yes. eventually it pays off. Right. Because then you go, hey, I can prove to you. Right, and I was
2: a part of something. Yeah. So yes, I was. Yeah. Uh, it it was in the actual program or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, and it said hip hop fanatics. And it said, Doc, come on, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, mother effers yeah, yeah. don't know about Tony Basil, dog. Come on, dog.
3: So, Tony, I was really glad. Talk about um, the only thing I didn't have was the the flyer for us, the lockers opening up for the Ohio players, the Funkadelics at Radio City Music Hall. Whoa! I had to drop that in. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, our names are also on the on the marquee. Right. It's Ohio players. The Funkadelics
2: and the Lockers,
3: the Lockers dancers. They had to put dancers by because I think they weren't sure what, what the hell
2: were, you guys were.
3: What we were, and I, I the same year we opened up for Frank Sinatra at Carnegie Hall and toured with him.
2: Now, how the hell do you get these street dancers that that are? St- Obviously, geniuses is what at what they do, but they're still street guys.
3: No, but you know what? We how we, how were you able to keep we, them
2: in line, or did they understand the uh, gravity of the situation? Well, I Frank Sinatra.
3: I don't think they really got the Carnegie Hall thing. I really don't. I'm not, you know, I'm kind of saying, we're at Carnegie Hall. You right, got right. They <laughs> certainly got the Ohio Players of Funkadelic. Course. Of, right. of course. They of saw course. their names on that, right. you know. Right, of course. But, uh, uh, you know, I think because the group was staged and we still kept our authenticity, I think that's why we were so... Um, uh, it, when we hit television, when we hit the dance, when we were in, cl- when we were opening up, we kept it street. It
2: was so raw. And it, it was, was something. They, it yeah, wasn't watered I mean, down. They were no, used, no, no. Like you said, they were and, used to may it be company dancers yeah, and all you, that type of stuff. Nothing you, that's wrong. You
3: know what? And also, what I did was because. I realized I had fallen into the real West Side Story. People did dance all day long in their kitchens, wherever. And the Crips were also, and the (laughs) blood running through the alleys. And it was the real deal. It was really the real deal. And so when we opened up for Sinatra, we put together um, the opening music of the prologue of West Side Story. And we did that, do-doom, do-doom, lock, lock, right. point, da-da, da-dee, da-da, boom. And the audience, oh.
2: They kind of, they got it. They
3: got the connection. Right. And then, of course, we... Slim came down with his moon chucks. And uh, 2001, well, before the 2001 theme. And of course, we couldn't do it now, but we beat him up, right. you see, and we ran away and left him. And then he rose from the dead with 2001.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: we couldn't do that now, beat somebody up right, and leave them dead. No, I don't think so.
2: So you, th- you're on toward Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I've got, and I've got the most phenomenal story for you. Please. We're in Washington, D.C. Don is still got his outfit on. We didn't... We, well, I used to wait and watch Frank because we did the show in the round. Right. Which was a whole other thing of restaging. Um, and we... Don and I were alone. We were walking down in the underground parking lot. And it was just empty. It was bizarre. And we, I guess we were going to the bus. You know how the bus is down right. underneath. And I see a couple walking and I go... And they, they kind of jerked back because there were no security people. There was nothing. There was just a man and a woman. And it was a vice president of the United States.
1: <laughs>
3: I said, Don, and and once the guy saw Don, thank God Don was in his locker outfits because I knew he had seen the opening act.
2: Right. So wait, what, was he startled more or less? Like, I think he I think was. Was it a black thing or was it?
3: I think it was, we were all, I was startled seeing this couple, (laughs) but I think, you know, it was very odd. He didn't have any security guys around him. So if I was the vice president of the United States.
2: And it was vice president who? um, uh, uh,
3: Hubert Hubert Humphrey. Humphrey. Yeah. Wow. Um, And and then I said, let's wave, we waved (laughs) to him.
0: Was it Mrs. Humphrey?
3: Yes. We we waved to him. It right. was Mrs. Right, Humphrey. <laughs> right, and we waved to him, and he realized. I could see. He went, oh, oh and he waved they, like because, they were on the show because Don had the outfit on. Right. I said, Don, run over yeah. and shake his hand. Yeah. And Don ran over and shook his hand. No. And I watched. Way. I watched Don. Like the, I watched Don run over and shake the president. His, yeah. Of, the, the vice president, president of, of the United States. States. That's right. And I went. You know what? Yeah,
2: you arrived, homie.
3: Yeah, wow. Yeah, for real. Yeah, we 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 really had an amazing three years. An amazing, and I don't even think we knew it. I right. mean, because we were moving so fast and things were happening so fast. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, we had to do a longer set for Sinatra, so we were trying to put that together. We would do a TV thing. We had to do. Two numbers. What are we going to do with that? I mean, every everything we hit, we had to, like, everybody had to take the next step. Right. The next level. Right. And uh, and then we had our kids special. You know, we did a special um, that that promoted, it was called uh, Saturday Review, Saturday Celebration. And we promoted all the kids show for the fall season uh, on ABC.
2: So, Tone, now, obviously, uh, everybody... Is getting paid equal as far as dancers, right? Was everybody getting paid equal? Well, we, yeah. Somebody- what we
3: were doing was when you're on Johnny Carson or any of those TV shows, you get scale. Scale, right? We got scale, and we got really decent money on the you know opening for, for, for the opening tours. Fred Lawrence at ICM really did great for us, and they handled everything. Everything went through ICM.
2: How was everybody with, with the money that they were starting to make? Money that they had never seen before. They have never generated this amount of income. How are they, how are folks acting? Did they start feeling themselves a little bit?
3: Well, Did, I, you were know, there some I they were mean, able to save their I money, mean, but they're
2: just going buck wild because they didn't.
3: Well, it was in and out. There were moments, there, but you know what? There was never a crew before. There was nothing like us. So there was no reference. Right, right. There was really no frame of reference. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, it was uh, it was pretty phenomenal ride. It really was. There were there were fights. Hey, I mean, you hear about fights uh, in <laughs> the Temptations, Diana Ross, of course, uh, whatever. That's so right. there were all of that. All of that goes down. I mean, you know, the Rolling Stones. Much,
2: you and, were the ringleader. Were you the one I, that was I, able to kind of just wrangle I think, everybody? you know in? what I
3: felt. I felt like I was the referee and the 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 translator. I felt like I could translate what we needed to do for the act. And of course, dance-wise and step-wise, we would just all of a sudden, you know, like in the club, you would see three guys stand dancing together and all of a sudden they started doing unison. Okay, that was in the act. Right. Okay. Uh, I did see Fluky Luke do something across a dance floor that was the most amazing thing. He got up on his toes. He walked across the floor on the beat. He kept turning his hat. Bam, 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 bam. I said, "You gotta do that." Uh-uh, that's old. Like that was the danger. Is the the the, the mindset was? I've already
2: done it. I I've can't already do it again. done it. Yeah, right. but you
3: did it in a club and Nobody no one was did, there. Right. We want to do it on you know. Right. So so but but really you know. Greg became the line captain. You know, everybody started to, as the Enlightenment came, right. everybody pitched in. Right. Everybody went, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. If you look at, even you go to lockersdance.com and you look at the, that number on Saturday Night Live, because it's on, it's on thelockersdance.com, the closing moment, because we had no closing, we had no button on the music to finish it, um, I thought, we don't need any music. And we based the final minute, 30 seconds, on We Don't Need No Music. Right. And we knew the, the steps in the choreography, but we improvised live the dialogue. And when I look back at that now, when I look back at that dialogue that we were all talking while we were dancing. Just making it up. Making it up. I realized how in tune we were with each other. We were so in tune with each other. It was fantastic. It was fantastic.
2: Um, so, Tony, after those, those three years and everything that you guys did, what do you think was the, I don't want to say downfall, but what do you think was the reason that it wasn't able to continue
3: Past well, I think you know. I I didn't leave the group. I after we did the the special, if we would have gotten the series because it was also a pilot for us. Which we, was
2: the special? What special was, was that? that?
3: Was a Saturday celebration? Okay. Uh, I really thought we were going to get a series. Right. I mean, we had signed for a series. In as, other as words, like a variety show. Yes, that was that was we. The pilot was on the air because okay. it was introducing the kids show, right. but it was also a pilot for ABC for us to have a series. Right. We didn't get the series, and I felt like I wanted to do some other things. The Swan Lake piece that I eventually did for for, for Saturday Night Live, um, I wanted to sing. And so I started to sing while we were still. Look, I was working with David Bowie and Bette Midler all through, all through this, whole thing. all through the, and Tina Turner, right. all through this. Mm. Okay, so I'm around singers, and so I started. I did a show at the Roxy. Don was this uh, special act. Uh, Shabadoo was my dance partner. Um,
2: so even though you were doing other things, you were still including the, yeah. the crew as yes. part of whatever you wherever at you could at that
3: same time. I don't exactly know how it happened, but the guys, I believe, all read for What's Happening. What's Happening. I believe something that, that went down. I was not part of that. Fred got it. Fred got the job. So then... Was there
2: a jealousy thing?
3: I have no idea, because I was doing my own thing. I did the Fox Venice show. Greg was in that. Shabbatoo was in that. Everybody was still. And they were, just, they were doing things. Right. So... I think it was just um, a, I can't talk about what went down because I was not there. Right. So that's that's you know, that's Shabadoo's that's Shabadoo to talk about, that's Don to talk about, that's them to talk about. Right. Um and then you know, Shabadoo got elected right. and breaking. Right. And he became a matinee idol. Right. So um,
2: And then he went on to dance with Madonna.
3: Yeah. No. Wow. This group this group was unbelievable. Charismatic. Right. Uh, it was it was incredible and uh they they just didn't know what hit them. You know, when we walked out on the stage.
2: Wow. So smooth, how much time we got? AM Cafe Morning Show. We got three minutes? Okay, so Tone. After you're no longer in not that you left the lockers, but like you said, you had interest in doing other things. Yep. What was the time frame after that then
3: Mickey comes? Well, I think in 19... Okay, I did the Roxy. They were in my show. I did the Fox Venice. Greg Shabadoo was in the show um, with a lot of like 14 other dancers and a huge live orchestra. Um... And then I got a call from England um, about possibly choreographing, working with, conceptualizing um, a woman uh, named Betty Davis, who I believe she, well, I can't talk about her, but I think she knew uh, Jimi Hendrix and Miles Davis very well, Okay. (laughs) and she was gorgeous, and she was a great songwriter and at the time I had my own shows and my own stuff and I said you know I'm, I'm not interested I'm interested in recording myself right. I'm interested in doing something so that's how that started to happen it just you know it, you know what it's like that damn viral video Babson this incredible house dancer from Paris comes to LA I want to take his class I take his class I hide in the back I wear pajamas almost the damn class and after class he says look this is tony Basil. you're in my class and i was so honored that he even recognized me or knew me wow. and he said i've followed your career you've inspired me would you do the honor of dancing for
2: me oh wow ooh, so, ooh, so at that ooh. point you can't say you can't I turn i can't it down. say no
3: my girlfriend who had set up the workshop looked at me with an eye that said you better dance. right
0: you, ah. right right
2: right
3: and i danced and that's and look what happened the viral video and BuzzFeed Man. got a hold of it. And I think that the BuzzFeed really blew it up. Because when BuzzFeed got a hold of it, I think it was 600000
2: Man. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Smo D, when Tony Basil's in the house. You never have enough time. You never have enough
3: time. But well, we have a part three.
2: Yeah, we have to. You got it's to too do. much more to talk about. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Once again. It's always a pleasure and an honor to have such an icon. Yes, and not just in dance, but in in film and acting. And there's so much stuff that she has done that. That's why I like to have her. I like to have her on because she doesn't really like to toot her own horn so much. Toot, toot. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much damn history. I've been telling her she needs to write a book. Yo, yeah. no I, doubt, and, yeah. and, no and doubt. not even a, a regular book. I think she needs to do an audio
3: book. Yeah, so I, w- I will. Well, so no. You... I want to, well, I don't want to tell you. I got a plan.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. Keep that. Keep that in your back pocket. AM Cafe Morning Show. Tony Bowles in the house. Q-Nice. Smooth yeah. yeah. I love you. I, I mean, what can I say, dude? Royalty in the damn building. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Hump Day. You guys enjoy the rest of your day, man. And, uh, wow. I'm going to soak all this in here, Smooth. And before I leave, and Q-Nice leaves, mm-hmm. it's in
1: your
0: man.
2: Tony Basil Right now Go to Tony You can check her out On YouTube And there's nothing but What what Tony Basil Authorized Facebook And the Authorized Locker Facebook Authorized Locker Facebook And, and what, what the, What's the Locker website
3: uh, The lockersdance.com.
2: Lockersdance.com.
3: Come, and you can go see A lot of the Locker You know Footage on that um, and uh, what else I know. the YouTube channel has some gems go to Tony her, Basil's house
2: Tony Basil's house right now I am Kathy we to show you guys enjoy your day we out thank you
3: Peace.